Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast. This podcast was created for entrepreneurs who are seeking motivation, digital marketing tips, personal development resources, and a nice dose of comic relief. Now for your host, Jason Wright. Greetings, friends. This is Jason Wright with another episode of the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast. I believe this is episode number 128. Maya, we are stacking the numbers up now, aren't we? Good stuff. You know, just interesting, I just looked up a couple of friends that podcasted for a long time and seems like they've disappeared and stopped doing that. I can't believe the amount of people that get started with podcasting and don't stick with it. It's getting ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. So here's a tip. Don't start a podcast if you're not passionate about what you're talking about. All right, moving on. So kind of a neat story for you starting off the show today. So like I said, this is episode 128. I don't know how many guests I've had on here at this point. A pretty good amount, but it's really cool when a guest you haven't talked to, a former guest, comes back around. You know, Maybe it's year, year and a half, you know, almost two years ago. And that network just never goes away. You know, I've got to connect with entrepreneurs all over the world. And it's amazing to see how many of them will reach out and we'll try to help each other out. And it's just a really, really good benefit. Uh, you get exposed to so many people's businesses and stories and um, you just – you know, you get a lot of information. You get a lot of super valuable information through their experiences. So I love what I do. I love doing this. Today is no different, man. I've got a great guest on here today. Uh, his name is Josh Hanum. He's got an awesome story and an awesome business he's built, which I'm a big, big, big fan of personally. I'll talk to you more about that after uh, Josh and I speak here, but Really pay attention to this episode, especially if you are um, an online marketer, you have an online business, um, have an email list, anything like that. So this episode, we focus on a better way to grow your email list. If anybody listening has ever tried to do that, it can be very tough. So you'll want to pay attention. Check this out. What is happening, everybody? I've got another great guest with me this week. I've got Josh Hanum from Interactive Quiz Builder. He's a founder and a CEO of that company. And his company uses online quizzes to generate leads and drive sales. So any of you that um, have a business online, you'll definitely want to pay attention. Josh, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. No problem at all. Well, like I just told you before we went on the air, super cool company you've got. Very intrigued personally about it. I'd love to hear where this journey began and you know tell us all about it. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And yeah, I mean, it started, I always say that it started accidentally on purpose because the reason that we ended up starting Interact was because myself and Matt, who's my co-founder in the company, used to be web consultants. So we would build websites, do marketing, create content, do SEO, all of that stuff for small business clients. And we would always get frustrated because we'd build out these amazing web experiences and then our clients would only ask us one thing. And the thing they would ask us is how many new contacts did I get on my email list? And we were like, well, if that's all you care about, we could be much more focused than doing all of this stuff for you. And one of our clients requested that we build him a quiz 
to help build up his email list. And this was in 2012. So way before anybody was talking about using quizzes for marketing. But we did it. We did it custom. It took us like three weeks to build. And that quiz got so many new contacts for him. It was insane. It worked so much better than these entire websites we would build. And that's the idea. That's where it came from. And from that point on, it's been five, six years since then, we have just started to build out everything. And now we've got a platform that's used by 45,000 brands. And we just crossed a milestone of collecting 8 million leads with our quizzes for our clients. So that's where it came from and, and where it got to now. Good gracious, man. That's a lot of success. I'm happy for you. That's really, really a big deal. Thank you. Absolutely. So um, it's interesting because anybody listening, you know, you can sit there and, and Google anything you want about building an email list. It's certainly a hell of a lot harder than you think, from my experience. And it sounds like you guys, uh, you know, experienced some of that as well. Um, do you find that this is something um, that is still super popular from the email side? So what I'm, what I'm talking about is like chatbots. Um, does this integrate with chatbots? And have you seen any slowdown because of kind of the introduction of some of those? I'm curious. Yeah, uh, we don't integrate directly with chatbots, but we have not seen any slowdown. We've actually seen a lot of acceleration, even in the time that chatbots have been around. And I think a quiz is different because it's much more of a real thing. I mean, a chatbot can can handle some conversational things, but not in the way that you can with a quiz. And a quiz has got all this logic built in, and it's just much more effective for integrating with email service providers. So we really haven't seen much of any blip in terms of how that's affected what we do. And our goal is always just to create a much more conversational experience, a much more real experience through our quizzes. And that's, you know, sometimes possible with a chat bot, but it's a different experience over there. Very nice. Well, I'm glad to hear that because like I told you, I'm, I'm excited personally about your product. So you guys probably talk to entrepreneurs, marketers, big businesses, all the above. Uh, what are some of the most common ways that you still hear of, uh, you know, people trying to grow their email lists with? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy because once you dive into it, you realize that everything is about 10 years behind whatever the current best practices are. And, you know, I, I get called on to do marketing predictions for, you know, New Year's. I just did one with Forbes where I made my prediction for 2018 and I was alongside a lot of other marketers. And you go down that list and look at what people are saying is going to happen in 2018, rewind that 10 years and that's what people are actually doing right now. So there's still a ton of manual list buying. There's a ton of just like manual like ebooks, white papers, that kind of stuff, really, really old types of things that people are doing. Just now, people are starting to realize that pop-ups on websites are a good idea. And so that industry is starting to grow, even though for those of us that are in the marketing world, we're like, that was popular five years ago. No one does that anymore. The actual companies are starting to do it now. So everything is really, really a lot further behind than you think it is based on kind of the current news in marketing. So it's really just a lot of old school stuff still. You know, it's interesting about you saying that. Um, I, was, I had this conversation with somebody in the last week, and I can't even remember specifically what it was about, but 
my punchline with it was every, you know, people, the masses, especially in business, it takes so long for the masses to adopt something. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, it really is. I actually talked to a good friend yesterday and maybe he'll hear this, maybe he won't, but I'm 36 and I think he's 37 and he still hasn't even started. He's never even sent an email like to a list. I mean, he has a small list. He's never engaged in one time. And I always say, do you know what year it is? Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's unbelievable. And people will say, oh, I'll, I'll get to it soon, but then soon becomes 10 years from now and they still haven't done it. So unbelievable. And your product's interactive, which is really interesting because everything's about um, kind of that, that two-way experience, I guess, right? Yeah, that back and forth. And, you know, it's what we really try to do is create a real life experience online. So if you imagine, you know, you walk into a store and there's somebody behind the counter that's asking you questions and then based on how you answer those questions, they help you find the right products. That's what a quiz is. It's a back and forth. You're answering questions based on how you answer those questions. You're recommended a product or a service or a blog post, you know, whatever it is. And you also are putting in your email address in order to see your results. So it's not only the capturing of contact information, but it's also the guiding towards the right product, service, blog post, whatever you have. So that is really a big deal. But like you said, it takes a long time for things to develop. We started, like I said, five, six years ago, and we're just starting to see kind of the, the forward thinkers start to adopt our product. And it'll probably be another three, four or five years before the masses start to jump on board and do this strategy because, you know, like you said, even email marketing doesn't have a huge market share of all businesses. Like the majority of small businesses probably still don't have an email list. So it is very much behind where it seems to be. So really curious with your experience in this business, was it, you know, you and your your partner um, kind of got started and things blew up or was it rocky at first or how'd that experience go for you? Yeah, so it was it was rocky at first and also in the middle. So we started in college and like like I said we had that one experience where we did the one quiz for the client. It worked really well. We decided to build a platform based off of that. We didn't know how to build a platform, so we just kind of had to guess and attempt to build it as we were going. We didn't get anybody to sign up on the platform for almost a year when we first started. So I was doing marketing. My partner was building the website, building the platform, but nobody was using it. And then through content marketing and things like that, we finally got some people to sign up, got some initial traction, but then things were still slow for another two and a half or three years. So now we're talking about like three or four years in and we don't have a lot of traction, like a few hundred customers and that's that's it. And then the beginning of last year, 2017, things just started to take off and we've got one of those hockey stick growth curves where it's just four years of pretty flat and then the last 13, 14 months just straight up. You know, we've tripled our customer base. So it uh, it took a really, really long time to develop and, you know, it continues to be a struggle, but it's really taken off recently. I, I love the answer and I had no clue what you're going to say, but I love it because, and you probably hear this and see this all the time as well, so many people have this expectation of entrepreneurship. You know, it's this sexy, cool thing that everybody wants, but people give up so easily. It's unbelievable. 
I mean, you've got 40,000 customers now, which by any stretch of the imagination is awesome. I mean, that's, that's a big deal, but I love it. The first year, nothing, you know, nothing really happened. I can't tell you the amount of people that I've met that literally will give up on a business and like literally file and, and dissolve the business in three months because it didn't happen the way they wanted it to. Three, I mean, three months, seriously, it's yeah. all you got. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. And you know, now that I, I share that story, you know, pretty, pretty frequently and I'm more open about it, obviously it's easier to talk about it once you're not in that difficult period anymore. But the more I share it, the more I just connect with people that have the same story or worse. You talk to somebody that it was five years before they got anybody to sign up. And I'm like, man, that's, that's even worse than what I had, but it doesn't happen quickly. Nothing worthwhile happens quickly. Nope. I tell my wife that all the time. I'm like, hey, uh, your favorite success stories, those overnight successes, you took 10 years or whatever the case may be, but it's never, it's never fast, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because I, I used to see these stories of people that I would know and they'd get a write up in some big publication like Forbes and Forbes would say, hot new startup does this. And I know the founders of it, and they'd actually been working on it for 10 years. And then Forbes goes and says that it just started. And then the same thing ended up happening to us. We got written up in Inc. magazine the end of last year, and it was like, new startup, Interact, does this thing. And I'm just like, we're getting the same treatment. They just make it seem as if everything is an overnight success. But that was five years in. Yeah, those type of headlines get them more reads, you know, it's uh, it's more, it gets people's attention a lot better that way. Yeah, I mean, I think people want to believe that they can do it. And if you say that it takes five years, <laughs> they're not going to believe that they can do it. But if you say it's overnight, they're like, oh, I can do this. I want to read, you know, this article. Yeah, it's like the same thing with, you know, pro sports. I mean, most people that go pro, not all, but most started when they were in elementary school. You know, the yeah. one exception I can think of for basketball would be like Dennis Rodman. I believe he was a janitor. And then the first time he ever played basketball was like in college because he was so gosh darn big. And that's very rare. But, you know, generally it's, you know, people are playing their whole lives. So you guys are a SaaS company, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So software as a service. Yep. Yep. So where would you say most SaaS companies go wrong? You know, people that have got this idea, they're building this platform. You guys have made it. A lot of them don't. Where do you think the areas are? Where do you think they might be that where a lot of these guys go wrong? Mm. Yeah, I think number one area that people go wrong in SaaS is thinking too highly of themselves and then as a result of that, building their product in a box. And so what I see over and over again is these startups of you know three or four people who are really smart people Harvard Yale whatever you know college educated very very smart people amazing product builders but they put themselves in a box sometimes almost literally like a tiny little office box and they spend 12 14 16 months building a product just with the three of them and they launch that product to crickets no one signs up, no one has any interest, and they refuse to humble themselves enough to ask for actual feedback on it. And the way that you actually should be doing it is from day one, you should be talking to people that you want to use the product, and then as soon as you have something that's usable, ask them to start using the product and let them talk about how frustrating and annoying and terrible your product is so that you can fix the things that are not 
good for them that are annoying to the users. And you have to continually, continually, continually talk to your users. And I do this even now as you know a founder and we have a whole team, but I spend hours every single day talking to users because it's the only way that we can make sure we're building a product that they actually want to use. And so what ends up happening over and over and over again is these SaaS companies just build something in a box because they think they know how to do it, but they don't. And then they launch it and no one wants to use it. Very, very interesting. No, that makes sense. I mean, the ego and the big head doesn't, uh, doesn't really equate to much real world value, does it? No, no. And your users probably don't think like you. Nope. So you have no idea what you should make the product do or how it should function. So what the, the quiz is, is I'm assuming the ideal place is on the very, the very top of the homepage of your website. Is that correct? Yeah. So either on your website or on Facebook using it as a post or an ad. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting because I really started paying attention to my website traffic, you know, last year and this year, and that front page is definitely where it's at. And I was using, this is really interesting for me to share with you. I was struggling like a lot of marketers for a long time to build an email list consistently. And I've tried, you know, the the PDF download, which nobody really cares about your PDF download is what I've learned. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares about stuff like you think they will. Uh, The ebook stuff, none of that's ever really worked very well for me. Sometimes you just get a random opt-in and, um, I don't even know if I have a spot to do a random opt-in now, but I've got a few funnels in the site. But And then for a while, I just built like a, a three-day free quiz that was just delivered via email with links to YouTube. And that worked well for me for a while. Like I was getting three to five signups a day. I was like, wow, this is really great. Small ad spend on Google. And then I noticed that the keywords I was using on Google, uh, like 6x six six in price, like they went way, way up. Because everybody else started using it and everything changed. And I was like, all right, that's right, I'm not paying more because it's it's not making sense. I was like, there's got to be something else. So I started noticing these quizzes on people's websites that I really, really respect. And I was like super interested in it. And I didn't even know a company like yours existed. But as soon as we connected for this podcast and I saw the homepage, I was like, oh, man, I'm so interested. I can't hardly contain myself because I know the value. I know that people hit that part of my website every single day and I'm real excited to get into it and play around with it. Yeah, I mean the the quizzes have this appeal that's so different than a PDF or some sort of download or checklist or even an email course because the the quiz promises to tell you something about yourself as the person browsing this website. And that's super different than any of these other formats where you're getting information is essentially what you're buying and buying by buying, I mean, putting in your email as a form of payment, but no one really cares. And especially when we're online, there's so many things that are distracting. Like you could go click on Facebook again, instead of looking at this PDF, which you probably don't really care about, but a quiz can definitely compete in that world of entertainment because it's like, what kind of marketer are you? Or what kind of business owner are you? What type of entrepreneur are you? That's interesting. And it's got the email built in, the email capture, but the email capture is relevant because that form on the email capture probably says something along the lines of enter your email to find out what type of entrepreneur you are and we'll send you personalized advice on how to become a better entrepreneur. So then you're like, oh, okay, cool. Like that's actually helpful to me in addition to being fun. And that's just 
that's a world different than a PDF that's not fun and potentially, if the subject's not right, not even helpful. So you make sure it's helpful and you make sure it's fun and all of a sudden you got a killer lead magnet. No, I, I love what you just said. And the, the thing that popped into my head from putting myself kind of in that consumer shoes for that is there's a, a bit of mystery about it because the curiosity aspect is uh, people are very – uh, emotionally reactive to that stuff. Like you say, it's fun. Eh, that's, that's what I know. What's this all about? You know, so there's a, there's a big appeal to it. I don't know that I've ever felt that way, not, not anytime recently, about a PDF or an ebook or something like that. So, no, that definitely connects with me. That's really well said. Um, very cool stuff, man. Very cool. Uh, what's the number one lesson that you've learned as an entrepreneur in general so far? Yeah, number one lesson I've learned is that you can never afford stop talking to your clients and I made this this mistake in the middle years of my company I kind of caught that bug like I was mentioning you know the number one way that you fail as a SaaS company is building in a box I caught the same bug where I got tired of you know all the feedback and all the questions and all the complaints from clients and I was like all right we're just gonna cut that off for a while and we're gonna try to build a better product on our own we ended up spending a lot of time building things that no one wanted and spending a lot of time doing marketing materials and creating blogs and stuff like that that no one read. And so it's just like if you're not talking to your clients, you're not talking to the people that you want to have using your product, it's so easy to get off track. And the only way to ground yourself and to make sure that you're actually spending your time effectively is to ask the people who you want to have using your product or working with your company what they want and what they're interested in and what they care about and what their questions are and all that kind of stuff because then you just take that and you build directly off of it and then you're never wasting any time. You're always building effective things that will contribute to your bottom line and I think that's, that's the number one mistake that I've made is not staying in touch with our customer base. Absolutely. No, I think it's really that, that really makes a lot of sense. And I was kind of thinking about like uh, Pat Flynn and Gary Vee and Ramit Seti and some of these guys that are just really well known for you know connecting with their people and and responding to things. And there's a lot of you know a lot of effort and time involved. But like you say, it's it's the thing they can make or break your business. So super super important. You know, uh, one thing that I do with with my company is we do a bunch of different stuff. But you know, one thing that we're we've really not paid much attention to lately, but it's starting to starting to see that need is still there is managing social media just for clients that they, they see the need, but they don't have time or don't want to do it. I mean, just looking at some of the things we step into, it's like, Hey, this person has had comments, but they've never replied to one comment ever. I mean, that's not, that's not good. You know, Yeah. or they might yeah. post once, you know, once a year on Facebook, like that's not good. So uh, it's all about that conversation and building that relationship is what I think it all really boils down to. Yeah, and I mean, no matter how good your product is or how important it is to your clients, people want to connect. And if you don't understand who you're working with or you're not actually speaking with them, it's impossible to to connect with them. So you really need to keep your finger on the pulse of your audience and your customers and make sure that you're always, always staying in touch with them. Absolutely. So say somebody listening or say me, cause I'm probably gonna do it today, but say, uh, you know, we get a quiz set up on the site. 
is Facebook one of the better ways you've seen of promoting that as well as like organic traffic or what do you guys see from your end? Yeah, so there's three main ways that you can promote these things the most effectively. So number one is on your website as an announcement bar across the top. So one of those things that just kind of hangs down above your menu and then it has a button that says take quiz and you got the quiz title there. So that's a great one for getting uh, leads from your existing traffic. Number two is as a pop-up on your website, which is kind of controversial. You know, some people, some people are really against it. Some aren't. Using our platform, you can set up that pop-up to only appear after people have been on your site for a certain amount of time. So you could say, I only nice. want to... Yeah, I only, yeah, like I only want to show the pop-up if you've been on my site for 60 seconds, which means that you're definitely reading something. So you're much more likely to... So those are the two ways on your website. And then the third way is as a Facebook ad, and you can connect, interact to your Facebook pixels so you can track your uh, cost per conversion. And then we've seen people that are getting new leads for like 10 cents a piece oh, using wow. a quiz, which is just crazy. And if you you know, make a good quiz, what type of business owner are you? What type of entrepreneur are you? One of those ones that really resonates with people and you're getting leads for 10 cents. You know, you can scale that to a pretty large size at an extremely low cost. So that is one of the most effective ways to scale, although on your website is an amazing way to get more value out of the people that already come to your website. Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. I'm so excited. I'm thinking about screaming in your ear right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> Very good. So since you can use it through Facebook, I'm assuming since it's the same company, you can do it, do it through Instagram and stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. So when you set up that ad, you can run it onto Facebook and Instagram at the same time. Even Facebook Messenger. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd love to get three tips from you, Josh, for entrepreneurs who just want to brand and market online. That's a real general question because I want you to run with it any direction that you want to. Yeah. All right. So number one, if you are marketing online, pick one type of marketing and do it every day for at least half an hour. So if you are good at writing, write for half an hour and publish. If you are good at sending emails to people so you can connect, send emails for half an hour a day. If you're good at creating video content, whatever it is that you're good at, spend half an hour a day doing that one thing. Second tip, always, always talk to people who are your customers. So at least, at least, like bare minimum, talk to at least one customer a week for a minimum of an hour. And during that conversation, you should do less than 20% of the talking. You should ask questions and then sit there and shut up and listen. And you have to actually listen, be an active listener, ask good questions, Make sure you're talking to customers. And then number three, consistently meet with people who are further along in their marketing career than you are. And at least once a month, sit down for coffee or do a phone call with somebody who is more advanced than you in whatever area you're trying to get better at. Because oftentimes, if you ask the right questions and you go in humble, they'll tell you how they did it. And that's going to come in extremely helpful when you get stuck and you're trying to figure out how to better your own career if you kind of have a good blueprint. So those are my three things. Oh, excellent. I really like that, man. Thank you for that. Yeah. So what's next for you personally or for your company? What do you, what do you get on the radar? Yeah, for me personally, I'm just kind of doubling down on evangelizing. I'm doing simultaneously, I'm writing more and speaking more, which are very different 
practices. But that's my thing for this year is writing a lot more on our blog and also speaking more at conferences about marketing and things like that. So that's what's on tap for me. And then for our company, it's just going to be a really big year because, like I said, this idea has caught on the last year. And this year it's caught on in a new and vigorous way that we really want to take full advantage of, build a better product, build a better service for our clients, and just continue to scale this thing. So that's what we've got going on. I can't wait till you're at, you know, 4 million customers, man. I I sincerely uh, hope you guys blow up on a level you can't even imagine. Yeah, I appreciate that. Hopefully, hopefully that happens. We'll see. Yeah, I think it will. So for anybody listening that's inspired and intrigued by Josh, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yeah, so I usually do stuff on LinkedIn. I just find it's a nice medium. So you can search for Josh Hainum. I'm the only Josh Hainum in the world. So you will find me immediately. Awesome, man. Well, I really appreciate your time and your expertise today. And uh, I'm glad you made your product because I think I'm going to sign up here when we get off here. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. Talk to you soon, my friend. All right. All right. We are back. Josh, my friend, thank you, man. I appreciate the time and the information. And guess what, guys? I was so jazzed up about it. I actually signed up and used his product, Interact, on my website now. If you guys want to check it out um, for yourselves, you can go to intentionallyinspirational.com forward slash interact. You can see all the awesome things they are doing there. Start using quizzes to generate um, segmented email lists and give people real value at the same time. It's a good deal. If you guys want to check out the show notes for this episode, as always, they're at intentionallyinspirational.com forward slash episode 128. And you can use that formula to check out the show notes from any episode with a guest. Something I have not asked for in a long time. If you guys listening have a few moments, I would love some new iTunes reviews. If you go to iTunes and give us a five-star review, if you think we deserve it, that would be awesome. As always, my friends, I appreciate the ear. I appreciate bringing you three episodes a week in different formats. Having fun, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to Intentionally Inspirational. You can keep up with all of our new episodes on CastBox, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We look forward to having you join us again next week for another great episode.